listening to Our Stories, the Australian Army on Operations podcast. This is Task Group Taji Rotation 4, a combined force of Australian and New Zealand military personnel on a training mission here in Iraq. We're here at the request of the Iraqi government as part of Operation Okra, led by Joint Task Force 633. Operation Okra is Australia's contribution in the Middle East region to international coalition efforts against Daesh and their campaign of terrorism. This week, I'm joined by Colonel Richard Vag, the commander of the task group, to find out more about the progress of the mission. Colonel Vag, we've recently passed the halfway point. Um, we've been on the ground here for more than three months. So remind us of Task Group Taji's mission. A Task Group Taji's mission is a build partner capacity mission. That consists of two main parts. One is delivering training to the Iraqi security forces. The second component of that is providing an advise and assist mission to an element of the security forces. In this case, it's the North Baghdad Operational Command. So if we talk about the training first, what specific training are we offering the Iraqis? Uh, we're offering a wide variety of training to the Iraqis. Predominantly is combat training being delivered to combat troops so they can directly contribute to defeating Daesh and maintaining security in Iraq. We run a range of specialist courses. For example, we're just about to start running the Iraqi Ford Observers course, which will teach the Iraqis to use close air support, or helicopter gunships to support uh, their manoeuvre. We're looking at delivering some training for armoured fighting vehicles, and we also run a series of marksmanship courses, basic sniper courses, if you would like. Then on the bigger scale, we'll deliver training to the Iraqi counter-attack brigades, and the counter-attack brigades are those elements from the Iraqi conventional forces that are actually fighting Daesh and liberating areas of Iraq. We also deliver a range of what is referred to as wider area security training. And this is for the hold forces, uh, predominantly a police or a paramilitary organisation that will go in behind the counter-attack brigades. So once Daesh has been cleared from an area, they will go through and hold that ground or secure it for the local population so they can return and live their lives peacefully. And the final area of training we deliver is a junior leadership course, which is aimed at Iraqi junior NCOs and junior officers. It's a combat course and giving them the key skills they need to command during combat operations. And what difference is that training making to the Iraqis? The training that Task Group Taji is delivering is providing a significant benefit to the Iraqi security forces. We're not trying to teach them to be Australian or New Zealand soldiers. We're trying to make them be better at what they do. Uh, It really is delivering an Iraqi solution for an Iraqi problem. Back home in Australia, there are headlines daily about what's going on in Mosul. We're here in a non-combat capacity. How is the training that we're offering the Iraqis assisting them in their fight against Daesh? Task Group Taji, since its inception from May 2015, has delivered a significant amount of training to members of the Iraqi security forces. Members of the conventional Iraqi army that were trained by Task Group Taji are currently conducting the clearance of West Mosul now. Further to that, elements such as the Ninwar police are currently securing East Mosul. It was liberated from Daesh uh, in late January this year. Since that point of time, the Ninwar police have moved in and are providing security on the ground to enable the population of 
East Mosul to move back in and establish their lives. Uh, further to that, we're also conducting training with the El Ambar Operations Command, which is out to the west along the Euphrates River Valley. We are conducting training with members of the 8th, 10th and 14th Iraqi Army Divisions, and those elements are conducting security operations within the El Ambar province, interdicting Daesh as they move through the various rat lines that run through the desert and ensuring that they don't re-establish a stronghold in that element of Iraq. It sounds then there's a lot of adaptation. So in what ways is Task Group Taji adapting its training to help the Iraqis to combat an enemy that's changing its tactics, techniques and procedures? Uh, that's certainly right. Daesh is a very determined enemy that has shown a lot of adaptation. Uh, that adaptation is probably showing that the Iraqi security forces are winning. Uh, we are very active in making sure that we capture what we refer to as the, the short learning loop. So those things that the enemy is doing on the battlefield, we analyse that and we ensure that our training is designed to prepare the Iraqis to deal with those new tactics, techniques and procedures that the enemy may employ. A great example of this is the the way that the Iraqi security forces have adapted to Daesh's use of vehicle-borne improvised explosive devices. In that example, Task Group Taji uh, looked at the problem, analysed it, uh, developed training solution for the Iraqi security forces. We then delivered that training uh, so that they could apply those lessons in uh, when, when they encountered uh, VBIDs in Mosul, for example. You mentioned earlier about the advise and assist role. Tell us a bit more about that. The advise and assist role is a very new element of the task group Taji mission. Uh, advise and assist, uh, again, gives access to the Iraqi security forces, in this case the North Baghdad Operational Command. We firstly assist them in their operations by providing them technical and tactical advice on how to conduct those operations, access to coalition ISR platforms, access and use of coalition joint fires assets, as well as providing them coalition force intelligence analysis to help them plan and conduct their operations. That's the assistance aspect of it. The advice part is how to make best use of that information and those capabilities when they're provided to them. Now, on a personal note, the men and women of the task group have been away from their families and friends for a few months now. How do you think they're doing? Oh, the task group's doing a fantastic job. I, I couldn't be prouder of the way that the members of the task group have really lent in to the task. Across the board, conducting a magnificent job, uh, whether that be down in the queue store, making sure that we are providing the stores and equipment or keeping the vehicles on the road, our hospital is consistently uh, maintaining their high levels of skills, so if that we do have, have a major incident, that they're there to provide the support and safety to our personnel. Trainers are providing a high level of training to numerous elements of the security force. And then I have my advise and assist team who have significantly increased the North Bag Operational Command's ability to interdict Daesh in the area and remove elements of the North Baghdad threat network and then I have my ISR company who has an excellent understanding of the, uh, the environment around Task Group Taji. And how is morale? Is morale high? Uh, morale's very high. 
everyone in the task group is very proud of what they're doing and they're seeing a definite effect from their efforts uh, it's, and it's really tangible. When you go out on the range and you see the training in progress, how do you describe the relationship between the Australians, New Zealanders and the Iraqis? When you're out visiting the training, there's a, a respect and trust between the trainers and those that we're delivering the training to. In a lot of cases, the people we're delivering the training to have seen significant combat experience. They're very brave and, uh, and dedicated individuals. However, they look towards the Australian and New Zealand trainers because of their high level of expertise in the areas that we're delivering the training. In the same breath, the Australians and New Zealand trainers take a lot of lessons off those individuals who have recently returned from uh, combat operations. They use that information and they ensure that it's fed back in through uh, the training programs to make sure that we're delivering really contemporary uh, lessons to the training audience. And for the men and women in Task Group Taji 4 under your command, do you have a message for their friends and family back home? I think the friends and family of the members of Task Group Taji should be exceptionally proud of the work that they're doing. Uh, they're making not only a significant difference to the Iraqi security forces, but to the world. The mission over here isn't just about securing Iraq for the Iraqi people, it's removing a, a global terror threat. And the men and women of Task Group Taji are having a significant part to play in that. And as we look ahead to the rest of the rotation, what's your message to the men and women of the Task Group? I keep up the great work. Uh, they've done a magnificent job up until now. We've still got three months left in the mission. We need to maintain this rate of effort and this focus to our work right to the end. It's really important that we maintain the momentum that we have now so that when we hand over to the next rotation it's seamless and that task group Taji 5 can continue the work. Colonel Richard Vag, thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon Maskeldare reporting from task group Taji rotation 4 in Iraq. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia. <laughs>